welcome to the latest edition of the Rap Clash podcast. It's your host, the Radar himself, Ryan. You know how it is. And before we get into this very, very fun episode that we've got planned for you, I wanted to give you guys a little monologue, a little introduction to how we got into this moment. And it's the birth of the Rap Clash. So grade 12, uh, or for those graduating year, anyways, I was there and talking to two of my friends, one of them who's gonna, who, who we're gonna see later on. And we were in a hallway in my high school and we were talking about this dope artist who was putting out an album this, like that year, 2017. We we're talking about Logic from three very different perspectives. We had somebody who did not know who Logic was, which was friend A, someone who had just started listening to Logic maybe two years before, which was me, and then this dude who was basically a Logic lifer. Like this dude listened to Logic like you would not imagine. And that conversation and, and the words of encouragement that I got from those two people uh, led me to think that my opinion in hip hop was worth it based on all my freestyle rapping, all my, my writing that I did for other people and, and all that stuff. And it led me to creating the rap clash six months after I graduated high school. And it led me to eventually now where we're in this podcast and it led me to introduce this person that I call a friend. I call a brother, my boy, MLC, Matt. How you doing, my guy? <laughs> I'm doing great, dude. I'm doing amazing. I hope I sound good. Man, it's, you sound great. That's good. That's good. Ever since I remember graduation and we said, this is not over. I'm like, still- we're going to work together again. The future, the future is bright. And I know that even if we have this episode right now, I know that we'll still have other stuff in the future. It may not be hip hop. It may not be any of that, but definitely i'm gonna work with you until until we're all old and gray but i won't get old and gray i don't crack i'm uh, too good to crack i'm too good to crack y'all know what i mean i'll just go bald bro <laughs> you'll just go bald i can't wait to see you go bald and old goodness gracious i almost had a period you know with this covid thing it almost got to me i almost shaved my head i almost gave myself a chat, like a trial run on that oh my goodness locks but i'm so happy you stuck with your whole little dicky look I'm so happy Thank you. you did it. Thank you. It's, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> you know what, bro? Shout out to Dave. That, that, that man's crazy. Oh, that, that show is crazy on FX. Oh, my goodness. And even the tracks that he puts out. He doesn't need to put out tracks all the time. But when he does, it's some quality work. Like, I've been listening to Molly regularly, and I'm just like, oh, I feel like. Brandon Yuri, bro. That's, that's a tearjerker. If you, that's if, a tearjerker, man. You know, the, the, the videos of Feels Bad for, like, a guy, it's like, oof. Because we all have that one person in your life where it's just like, oh, man, I wish I could go back. But, man, let's just get into into the thick of things uh, with our news breakdown. And I brought you onto the show, and it just works with the scheduling and everything that we're, that's going on in the hip-hop world. Everything. To get you onto this show today, because Logic has decided to retire from music and his last project no pressure came out and this is apparently the last one this is a game it's all over so, after this so what yeah. do you think as a logic fan what do you think 
I think I should give a bit of context. You know, you, you said someone who's been following logic, almost like a stand type shit. So, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a stand. I, I just, I'm, a, I'm a, an admirer. I admire a mm-hmm. lot of people. Uh, logic was one of them. But at the same time, though, he came in at a point in my life when I was like 12. He had just put out his second tape. That's when I heard him. Uh, mm-hmm. I hear him because I was into hip hop, actually. Hip hop wasn't my thing back then. Uh, back then, you just catch me listen to like Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, all that type of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, that was that was just what was going on. But because I was so much into YouTube, and Logic really took a hold of a YouTube community, particularly like Call of Duty, and I was just mm. that, I was playing a lot of that at the time, and he just somehow got really ingrained in that. So I've been following since then, right? And watching him from mixtapes on until where we are now. And how do I feel? I'm happy. Like the reason why he's leaving to become a family and a better man, I can respect that hundred percent. And also through his whole music career, you know, he's, he's talking about his mental health a while. And I can definitely see that this is a move for himself, for his own mental health. And I think it's the best move. Mm -hmm. Also like the argument to be made, like he was kind of falling off and then, you know, he just wanted to leave on a high note and I can see that also, but, be honest though there's there's a lot to be said but i think it's just a good move for him and he's not done though i think he's still doing twitch now streaming yeah he's streaming now and i'm he's he's, i think he said that he's still gonna tour this album so he's probably gonna pull like an elton john do like five tours you know what i mean he can definitely do it and he's one of those rappers who i do feel like if he did this tour and then he did like the final one where he had just his best hits like that oh, tour the was tour? crazy. Of course. There would just be fans upon fans and hit after hit. Last time I saw him was at Scotiabank when he uh, he did the Confessions. Now, Confessions wasn't my favorite album. It wasn't, oh, no, it's not. It, that dumpster juice. Dumpster juice. Oh, that's a, that's a hard no. Um, but I went to the tour anyways because I got to respect the man. And... Uh, even at that tour, he played, you know, 4 a.m. He played All I Do. Those are songs that, like, if you've been following with him, those are his songs. Like, those are, like, I think Undeniable and Young Sinatra. Like, those are crazy jams off those mixtapes. And mm-hmm. if he another whole tour, like you said, just his hits, like his hits. Like, you know, we're talking, we're not talking about, like, 1-800. We're not talking about every day. You know what I mean? No, we're talking... I would even be okay if he put out, I think it's uh, his thought with his song with Black Thought. Uh, off, that's the one song off the Every Day album. America. That'll be the one song that'll that's, definitely be on that. Just, that's like one of his like biggest political songs too. I don't think he doesn't talk about political stuff. That was like huge. But when he does. But he's not, he's not off. <laughs> <for me. laughs> you know, and I think it's, I personally, I'm happy the fact that he's retiring. I wish, like, after listening to No Pressure, personally, I would give the album a score of a 7.5 out of 10, if not 8 out of 10. I, I was going around the 8, 8, 10 range as well. Like, but to be honest, though, like, compared to his last couple projects, like, his last couple projects like, huge step up. Like, we're talking, like, last project was pushing a 3. Like, you know I, mean? I didn't like Supermarket. I didn't like mm-hmm. Confessions. Mm-hmm. I, I rated Young Sinatra 4. I mm-hmm. really did mm-hmm. dig that album. That was for the real ones. That was for the real ones. You know what I mean? That was, 
this is the thing is that like people say like, oh, he's not consistent. You know what I mean? But then he puts Young Sinatra four, and then it's literally exactly what what like people wanted. You know what I mean? And then he said it himself like, uh, your old shit isn't like as good as your new shit until your old shit is your new shit or something like that. What, maybe I have it the other way around, right? But so basically, when your stuff gets old, that's when it's gold. Um, exactly. You know what I mean? So now that we've been able to sit with YS four. It's a banger. Absolutely. It's a banger. I can listen to YS4 from five, the beginning down. Five years down the line, maybe we'll say something about confessions. I don't know. Like, yeah, it, I, it, highly <laughs> I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I love. I like five logic. years from now, dude. I personally like uh, like logic. I think Joe Budden is wrong. Whenever he talks about oh Joe about logic being a trash rapper, no, he's not trash. Don't be mad because almost every other rapper in the game has more hits than you've ever had in your career. Of <laughs> Logic has had more hits in a single album than Joe Budden's had in his entire career. Like, he can't talk. You're not at the same level here. Numbers? No. Numbers? We're not talking about numbers. Because men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Don't. Very simple uh, Jay-Z line. But me, what kills me is that I think what Joe Budden is alluding to is his ability to make consistent hits. That could be the biggest problem anybody would have with a logic. With I mean, logic. bro, I think any artist. Mm-hmm. What, every artist has that. Not, not, there's no artist. I mean, there's a few artists. But the, like, very rarely do I feel like artists can get it consistently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most artists, I feel, nowadays want to experiment and get up their range. Mm-hmm. So, that could definitely lead to a lot more misses than hits. But at the same time, though, like, Joe Budden, bro, Joe Budden's just been hating. Joe Budden. <laughs> always been a hater. I've, I've watched it. Like, you know, he has valid, very valid points. When Joe Budden, I feel, was introduced to Logic, Logic would as his lowest when it came to quality-wise. Yeah, and it's totally understandable, too. Like, those last two albums were really shaky, as we said before. But if he had been introduced to Logic when it was, I personally love the Young Sinatra series. I'll be honest, it's my favorite type of Logic to listen to. Yeah. Uh, when, if it was Easy. Under Pressure, um, Young Sinatra 3, shoot, even Young Sinatra 4, Young Sinatra 2, woo, that's different. That's a different type of beast. But like, put those, if it was a Young Sinatra, I think Button would rate Logic more there's it, it's just it's literally day and night like it, it, joe i mean joe Bunnen, like i don't respect him i don't really care about his opinion on who he has to say about anyone to be honest but i, I think he's wrong apart from just yeah i mean he was kicking like it's like you're kicking a dog at its lowest you know what i mean like what yeah. like how good do you feel you know what i mean you're just you're you're low-hanging fruit it's the equivalent of everyone's making memes of Chance Wife. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hit a man at his lowest, like lowest. What was the point? Right? I would really like to hear what Joe Bunn has to say about this shit. I don't. Th- I haven't heard if Joe Bunn said anything, but as soon as I get whim that he has a little thing to say, you know what? Like, I I think no matter what, he has to respect it. Like even Fantano. Mm-hmm. Right? Fantano, I, I watched Fantano live react to the album, and he was saying a solid eight. Yeah. That's crazy. The, the album from beginning to end, I listened to the album twice, I think, already. The first time I listened to it was Midnight, 
I was listening to it at midnight because I said, okay, y'all, I really need to listen to this album. Let's just let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised. So I really re-listened uh, to it. You should have you should have joined in uh, for the listening party. Logic I really should have. Dude, listening because he listened it with with the people. A whole other experience. He was giving word. He was also giving like kind of like a genius thing. Mm-hmm. And he was breaking it down really good. Like GP four is Growing Pains four. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. I didn't think he was gonna make another Growing Pains. Um, and but- just really like hearing like he he kept saying he didn't give a fudge i don't know if i can swear (laughs) album because he's like i didn't do it for like he said he's not making any money off of it you know what i mean he's just doing it so he sampled the living day out of everyone 3k lupe kanye like it's like if you can get sample clearance i'm using you today i'm using your sample today and i could feel it during the entire album and there's a part where he says he was inspired by Ye. He was inspired by by a bunch of different people yeah. in the production nice. of the album. And I really yeah. listened to it. I'm like, yeah, I can feel the influence Bro, in there. But the there's production. definite the production on the album is crazy. Top to me, no it is no idea did some mwah, masterful yeah. work in that project. I think hands down it'll go down as one of Logic's best projects. It will. It is. Do I like it more than I like Young Sinatra 2 or Young Sinatra 3 or Young Sinatra 4? I don't know. What okay, do you, here's, what, here's, here's my take on this, because I've had this argument with someone, and people say, like, the mixtapes are the best, right? Lyrically, content-wise, flow, delivery, beats, and everything, and, I, and they're not wrong. But I think now, because we've been able to sit with the mixtapes for so long, it's a nostalgia thing. And that's why we would mm-hmm. always be tired. And... But, like, through and through, I can skip some of the songs on the Young Sinatra mixtapes. No yeah. pressure. Under pressure, I don't think I can sit through and mix and skip a single song off those. So, I think he left on the highest note possible, put his best foot forward to just shut everyone up. You know what I mean? Walk away. And just walked away. So, I think I, I put this way above the mixtapes, right? Even then, like, we're talking, like, I think his albums come off a little bit better than his mixtapes, but just nostalgia alone, and where those mixtapes come when, like, I came to them about on the list, they're way higher than a lot of the recent stuff. Yeah. Sure, top, 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 top. Number one. There's no <laughs> You would no, say no Under Pressure is number one? No, no pressure, sorry. No There's Pressure is number one album, ever. Mm-hmm. Best, ooh. I his have to give it, his, best. his best, your opinion, is no pressure. I'd probably give it to Young Sinatra 4. I, I was re-listening to it right, like, right before the show. Yeah. The Glorious Five, iconic. Shoot, even The Return, One Day. Like, those are the popular oh. tracks, but still, you're just like, ooh. This, it's this, clean boom bap. It's like a clean boom bap, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's so polished, but it's so gritty. It was it was exactly what everyone wanted, but I think back then everyone they didn't know what they want from him. They're pulling him in so many directions. You know what I mean? Back like that album is going to be forgotten on the big on like the bigger picture of his career. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have now no pressure. You know, under pressure, uh, tits like the incredible true story. You know what I mean? Th- those three albums to me stand out the most. 
The Incredible uh, True Story. For I, different reasons. Yeah, I feel like The Incredible True Story, what makes it so good to me is just the narrative that he took with it. Because a themed album, that's mm-hmm. not an everyday thing, bro. Shout out to Jake Paul. I don't feel like getting sued. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it's just crazy. And I just want to say thank you to, to Logic. Thank you to Bobby Tarantino. Just Young Sinatra, mm-hmm. thank you for an amazing career. Just If this mm-hmm. is truly the end, if rappers do it actually is. retire, if you do retire. You know, he, kept, he kept saying on stream, he's like, yo, people are like, oh, is this really the end? And every time he responds, like, just wait five years and see, bro. <laughs> <laughs> give me, and give to me be honest, like, like, well, I mean, w- one project a year for, for a whole decade. Think about that. He hasn't single release year. That's crazy. That's a lot of music. Like, like we're completely- talking out. Like, dude, I, there's artists that I follow that are also way high up there, revered, and they're dropping like an album every three years. Because it's an insane type of like work ethic. Work. work ethic. Just because crazy. most people think, oh no, writing a song is easy. No, writing a song is not easy. And I just need to make sure that people understand the words that are about to come out of my mouth. Yeah. Writing a song is not easy because it's not the only song that this person put out. It's not the only song that this person wrote. So you have to think. I'm, I give it the one to five ratio. For every five songs that he wrote, uh, only one possibly made it out of the studio. So we can imagine, frankly put, that he has at least six or seven album worth in the vault. Of course. He even said it himself. He's like, I'm sitting on five unreleased albums. Of course he is. He has 10,000 songs recorded. Like, you know, this, this is the funny thing, right? You never see Michael Jordan in the gym. No. You don't see Tiger Woods on the golf course, you know, at the, at the, at the driving range. No. Right? You don't see them like that. You don't see top class athletes when they're not, when they're practicing. You might, but I'm saying though, you know what I mean? But every time we're talking like when Kobe was out, when Jordan was out on the, on the court and they're hitting the ball, they're at the top. And that's what they put out. They put out at their top. So obviously, and this is for me too, 700 songs one summer. Mm-hmm. How many come out? 12? <laughs> so I, go figure, you know what I mean? There, there's a lot of misses. There's a lot of hits. You just got to sift through them. But dude, I, I'm going to say this as well. Thank you, Bobby. Inspired me so many, so much. Without him, I probably would have never been introduced to Mac Miller, I think. Mm-hmm. Listening to All I Do, Nike's on my feet. That's crazy. And Bobby, so much. Thank you for everything. Man, thank thank you to thank you to Logic. Rest in peace, Mac. We still miss you. Crazy, Mm -hmm. man. So yeah, we'll get on to uh, our next segment. And it's a very quick segment. We're just gonna it's a classic album review. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is gonna be in the link below. Uh, it's Nelly's Nellyville this month, and yo, that album. I was listening to it not too long ago, and I was mm-hmm. just so happy. It's such a good mm-hmm. summer vibe, especially for how doo-doo summer 2020 has been. So mm-hmm. go check out the album review. Go check out the album. It is absolutely worth it. I am telling you that dude, from the bottom of my heart. Dude, I want to tell you something. Because right. sampled off of Nellyville. Mm-hmm. Uh, what song? I first heard it one day in the studio. Someone played Dilemma. Yeah. 
I mean, Dilemma is like up. You know what I mean? Like it's a Nelly song. It's it's the most popular Nelly song, if not hot in here. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Oh, dude, there's so much good. Like I remember, I I heard Work It, the one with mm. on it, crazy, yeah. crazy. First time I heard this amazing album. Like when I saw that you're doing this for the classic review, I'm like, dude, this is a clap. <laughs> like we were how old? We were three years old. <laughs> we're th- how- it was. It got released in like O two. Got released in O two. We were three years old, but oh, it was so. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I didn't listen to it until I was like eighteen. But like, <laughs> I didn't listen to. I didn't listen to the entire album until I was maybe sixteen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I did, I understood why Nelly was Nelly, because tracks like Number Wars. One, tracks like Dilemma, like Air Force Ones. This entire album was just like, just let me stay in the summer. And it's just a crazy, yeah. it's a crazy yes. album, man. So just go read it. It'll be down in the description box below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we will definitely catch you all on that flex. So now we're going to go into a brand new segment that I like to call the Hot Mike Spotlight. So I generally give a chance for an artist to come on and to just talk about whatever material they're putting out, or I talk about an artist that I feel like needs to get more clout. Mm-hmm. And today, Matt's here for a definitive reason. And Matt, why are you on my hot mic spotlight? I'm gonna put out another project. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I, I didn't expect us to talk about it. I just, this, this is just reminiscent from the first time, but honestly, it all ties together. You were the first one that did it for me when I put out my first project, Summer mm-hmm. Jam. And I feel it's only right that you come and do it for me when I put out Summer Jams Volume 2. Man, I'm really happy to... Like, I remember Summer Jams Volume 1 because I played that I played that entire thing for that entire summer. Like, the entire project was crazy. And the link, when it comes out... When is it coming out, actually? Specifically? On my birthday, July 31st. It'll be out on July 31st. So definitely check that out. Um, man, you should do a release. You should do a release. Just listen to it with all, all the people that will be on Instagram live. You definitely I want, I, I should, but like, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Because I, <laughs> I've, been, I've been really careful with my internet mm-hmm. recently in the last couple of years. That's why it's been very hard to come back and just drop something. But honestly, I, I'm doing it for so many reasons, Ryan. Well, uh, like, why are you doing it? Like, why are you putting out this album now? When Summer Jams Volume 1 came out April, two years ago. 2018. 2018, yeah. Why it actually now? came out, it technically came out twice, but that's a whole di- uh, discussion. Officially, yeah. April 18th, I think, 2018. But anyways, uh, dude, you know what? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Why not? Because uh, I, I feel like, I hit a point in my life where I wasn't scared to do it anymore. I, I had created about nearly 50 songs when it came to Summer Jams, the whole project, everything, the whole idea. And only a little bit came out when the first volume came out. And uh, so a lot of these songs are back from 2017 recording sessions and they are perfected maybe about, we're talking like five, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the new year hit around, because I came back to them one day and I said, Oh man, I should really finish this. <laughs> I, 
I mean, I had just finished my exams. We were on Christmas break and I said, I had nothing else to do. So I found this, my old hard drive with everything on it. And I said, you know what? I think I still got some bangers in here that I can put out. Um, I wanted to put them out before, uh, before summer hit so that we can simmer, simmer through them like through the summer. But uh, politics, dude, a lot of <laughs> business and politics came into the mix. And uh, I, you know what I said? I feel it'd be most important for me to come back on my birthday and just give back. Mm. It's not like to anyone big, but it's just to myself. Yeah. Um, I have detached myself from the internet quite a bit. My involvement, I've deleted a lot of posts. I've deleted a lot of stuff, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I've laid low, maybe the odd story here and here, like here and there for like the close friends. But I've been very mellow and uh, because I've been focusing on myself, you know, I, I've mm. like a lot of songs, even though like maybe like my involvement's kind of diminished in music. Like I've still been doing a lot. I've switched over from a producer to a writer and that's been really cool. Just writing out like my thoughts that I've been able to do it on my own stuff, but for someone else. And that's when my shift came over where I said, you know what, I might as well just tie it up. MLC put that on a nice bow, Summer Jams Volume Two, because everyone seemed to enjoy the first one, and uh, just kind of want to end myself on a high note as well. Just kind of, kind of like logic. I had this retirement shit idea way before he even announced it, though. So don't even try that. <laughs> <laughs> he just came out. He said, "I'm retiring." I said, "Ah, oh, shit, me too." Just so happened we're re- we released a week apart, but dude, uh, I'm I'm happy that you're putting just, it out now. I'm happy that you're putting it out now, especially with, I don't feel like we've had like a real summer jam this summer. Like, I don't feel like there's been a real hit this summer. So just putting out something for the culture, putting out something for, for what we're doing is, is just good. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. If this is truly the last MLC project we're getting, like, you know me, I was there for the MLC. Odyssey. I was there for the Odyssey. I was there for all of the stuff, the underground stuff before. And you know Teenage that. Engineer. Teenage oh, yeah. Engineer. Teenage oh, yeah. Engineer. I was there and I was listening. And you know, actually, I'm just going to say it now. You, you know that I had written an entire project based mm-hmm. on your beats. And this is mm-hmm. like, this is real facts. And I even, I think I have some of the recordings still in my hard drive. I think you sent me one of them one time. Yeah, I sent you some of them. And it's not any of the projects that we ever thought about doing together, but it, I just thought oh. that, you know, just to so tell you that there are artists listening to your stuff and being like, I could go at this and murder this beat. Mm-hmm. And oh, just know that you are talented. Thank you. Thank you. I, I I don't hear it enough, but you know what? Like, even back when it was a lot more prevalent in my life, making beats and being a producer role, I had a lot of people ask me, you know, why do you want to stay in the back? Like, why do you want to stay in like behind the scenes? You know, you don't want to put your name out there or do whatever, right? It was never about that for me. Mm-hmm. I have recordings of me playing the piano from when I was a little kid, and I would do it with my dad just for fun. It's always been for fun, dude. I'm not even in music. I'm an engineer. So <laughs> it's for fun, dude. Like I, I want to see the world change. You know what I mean? And I, I do it through my engineering, but music's always going to be a part of there. You know, I change the soul of the music, but I actually change the world's my engineering type of deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, so much has gone into like everything when it comes to my music career. I, I put my whole life into it, my whole lifetime. 
know what I mean? Uh, five, six years of it constantly just making beats, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've put my best foot forward and you know what, like I, I said it, but I need to get another lifetime and I'll come back for sure. Maybe not under MLC, maybe MLC, I don't know, but I'll come back, but this is just it for now. Uh, I need to focus and I'll come back though. But for now it's, I'm out of the picture. You're out of the picture, but like, tell me, like, I'll ask you one last question about this album. Mm-hmm. About this oh no, you can ask me as many questions as you want, bro. And I just want to ask, do you not want, like, don't you listen to the stuff that's on the radio? And does it ever happen to you where you're just like, I could do better than this? Like, I, I know I have that when I listen to certain rappers and I like, read the stuff that they wrote. And I'm just like, why do you have a job? I could do better than this. Does this ever happen to you or am I insane? No, 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 no. Like, that, that's extremely valid. I, I've had that. I've, I, you know what? A lot of the stuff <laughs> I have, I have a whole folder of me literally like I heard a song. What was it? I heard nonstop by Drake. And it wasn't like, Oh, I can do better. Like delivery than Drake. It was, Oh, this beat. I mean, the beats like good, but I'm saying that I'm like, I could do better than that. And I did personally, I thought I made a better nonstop, mm-hmm. you know? um i've done it and yes yeah yeah 100 percent. but sometimes dude it's not that important to me I, I, it's all love dude if you're on, if you're getting on the radio like you know what's crazy do you remember patrick yeah i still remember a bit of context ryan and i well ryan particularly wrote a profile on patrick and uh i was driving one day and in my mom's car and she was tuned to cbc radio mm-hmm. one a song off his Spadina ep started playing crazy that's crazy that's someone that we we before any radio stuff was hitting him right we we got him and we started talking and you know it and that's just all love that mm-hmm. it, as soon as you got to that point it's just all love it, it's like respect too the the rap game music in general I find it's very competitive, but yeah. when you find people who are the same energy as you and okay. who show you that, like, that's a different vibe. I've been with other writers mm-hmm. and other rappers who, you know, their first thought is I'm going to take mm-hmm. this person out. But at the same time, they're also very, very nice people. It's just the art artists in all of us that just want mm-hmm. to present our art more than other people. But oh, yeah. man, I, I, I'll admit, man, I loved listening to Patrick on the radio. I still listen to Patrick regularly. So that oh, yeah. be, definitely check that out in the description box below. Or if it's not there, if I completely forget to put it in, I'll try my best to put it in because he yeah. is worth listening to. Yes. And, uh, Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up. But, uh, dude, there's this album. This, I actually want to tell you. Do you want, do you want some scoop? Do, do you want some? All right, let's, give us a scoop. Give everybody on YouTube the scoop. This project supposed to be nine tracks mm-hmm. because of some uh, politics. Let's put it like that. It's reduced down to four, and that's the only thing I'm sad about is that I'm not able to deliver as much as I could. But I think out of the nine tracks, those four that are left are the best. Not only because I feel like I've probably created like and reproduced everything 
and it's turned out way better than what it was three years ago when I made it. But I think it shows a bit of variety. Not one song's like the other, but each one of them are summer jams. You know what I mean? Man, um, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm, ha- I, I wish. Actually, you know what? Sauce me the other five, and I'll just listen to them for my own personal sake. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Maybe a leak comes out here and there, or whatever. You know. Uh, it's just. Just randomly, no, we didn't say nothing. We're not saying there will be a leak. Nothing was said a leak when you got the well, you know what I mean? Exactly. And that's how life should function. So uh, now, before we get, actually, we've got our last subject on. And it's something that I told you that we were going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to our latest edition of Versus. It's going to be me and Matt in a debate. We're going to be talking about who is the greatest beat maker and producer of all time. This theme was specifically chosen because of your expertise in music, because you are a beat maker. And it's always uh, fun. Don't put me down like that, bro. I'm not just a beat maker. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm joking. <laughs> beat makers are here, bro. What, no, I'm joking. Equal. Everyone has their own shit, bro. I don't care. I love that, though. <laughs> you're, you're a beat maker. You're a producer. You're an engineer. Like, you, music, the musicality of it is what's interesting to you. But me, I'm on a whole different scale. I'm on the, like, the lyrical, the poetic, the... the I mean, I've been getting all my lyrical, spiritual, miracle stuff, but... <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I can beatbox on the occasional day. I can, uh, I can you're get You're way better than me at that. You're way better than me at that. I can't freestyle for nothing. <laughs> you got, you got that one edge on me. Nah, don't worry. You got, you got edges on basically everything musical on me. Hold so on, one producer, day, though. as a producer, if I were to release an album, if I were to release a project, I'd call you first. Out of all the people I know, I'd call you first. You'd probably give me a hard pass because you're uh, retired now. What? I'm retired from my own stuff. What do you mean? <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Let's, let's uh, get into it. You hit me up first point. I, I did some research. You did your research? All right, I did mine. So I'm calling it the greatest producer of all time is none other than DRE Dr. Dre. He mm-hmm. brought you the DOCs, the Ice Cubes, NWA, the group that said the police. Y'all better listen up closely. Don't you know what he did in the hood? Look, Dr. Dre has created an entire discography of greatness from his own personal stuff, such as The Chronic, such as 2001, to Aftermath, the entire label. He's put on Snoop Dogg. He's put on Eminem. He's put on NWA. He's put on all these other artists. And let's never forget that every artist that came after him, every producer has taken from him. There is no Kanye. There is no Pharrell. There is no other guy if there is no Dre. Because Dre turned producing into an art form. He may be the slowest producer of all time. He may take forever to put something out. But when he does put it out, it sounds like musical gold handed down from the sky, and it's just wonderful to listen to. Matt, who's your pick? I got, I got my rebuttal to that. And no complete respect to Dr. Dribble. Grammy Award-winning The Chronic. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But I don't think there would be a Dr. Dre if there wasn't Quincy Jones. 
Oh, snap. Quincy Jones, bro, 79 Grammy nominations. 110 million records sold. And that's the thriller alone, bro. <laughs> Billy Jean. Come on. He's scored 33 films, bro. 33 films. Quincy Jones is up there. But you know what, though? I, I, I don't have a best producer. But Quincy Jones, he's the god. You know what I mean? Like, if I had a record with Quincy Jones, I think I made it. That, that's literally I made it, okay? Yeah, I can get you. But I can get you on that. Qu Quincy Jones is definitely my argument to Dr. Dre. But if you want to go a bit more modern, mm -hmm. if, wanna, if I want to bring you a bit more modern, right? Because we can talk about the old guys. I think Kenny Beats has got it. You know, if you want to talk about me, uh, Kenny, have you heard Kenny? You know, yeah, Kenny? Kenny's crazy. Kenny's crazy. FM for Vince Staples, Freddie Gibbs, mm -hmm. Nasty, uh, all these different things. Uh, foot, foot fungus, like ski mask, you know what I mean? Not just that, he's also on his UK drill stuff. Mm -hmm. He's working a lot with more UK drill people. I mean, his Zach Fox thing, which blew him up, like square up, I got depression. Those are jokes, but I mean, those are still bangers. Yeah, like, that is true. You know, nowadays, though, like, there, there's so many good people, even in, like, Canada alone, bro. If you look at Canadian talent, Wonder Girl, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Murda, you know what I mean? 40. I was actually going to say that party if, next I was, door. <laughs> if, party, if I was going to pick my, like, my modern favorite producer right now, my two favorite producers are Boy Wonder and 40. Mm-hmm. I think they're putting out the best stuff. Granted, you can somewhat put Anderson Pock in that conversation as one of the best because if we're gonna put Anderson Pock, then I'm gonna put Kendrick. Yeah, we can remove Anderson Pock. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Anderson <laughs> Kendrick's a really good or J. Cole. You know what I mean? The, 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 if Cole, producers, Russ. Cole's Cole's producing is insane. Um Lion King on Ice. Bro, come up, like uh, GOMD, GOMD, are just like get get off, get, dude. That breakdown at the end, <laughs> the makeup, <laughs> and everybody in the club, like people don't even go to the club and listen to J Cole. But when that track came out, everybody going to the club to listen to J Cole. Cause can you imagine that when you have like the greatest subwoofers in the world, and you're just, and you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna just sit down and casually feel the beat now listen to it i'm gonna feel mm -hmm. it oh uh, you know but dude overall like yeah dre dre's got it in the back like dre took it way further than production he made it a whole business and he made it his life you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i mean we could say the same about rick rubin rick rubin's crazy production you know what i mean like and, rick, Ru rick rubin's definitely have that i didn't even think about rick uh, isn't Rick Rubin something to do with uh, Def Jam? I don't, I don't know what his involvement is. He, he helped create Def Jam. I know he, he helped, helped create Def Jam, but... Uh, he was producing for the Beastie Boys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He produced for Jay. He produced mm -hmm. for LL Run cool DMC, Jay, Slayer. Run DMC, Slayer. Uh, like, all these different yeah. artists. Literally, so he diverse, was, too. He helped create what the producer is in hip-hop today. I mean, go finger, go like, go, go think about this though. Like, if Rick Rubin didn't help with Def Jam, like, do you know who was on? Like, I mean, Logic's on Def Jam, Kanye's on Def Jam, right? Justin Bieber's on Def Jam. Like, there's a lot of new acts as well, like 07 O'Shake. You know what I mean? All Push, their career. 
to Rick Rubin and Def Jam. You know what I mean? There, there's, I mean, same like Interscope. It, it's, it's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. And the Jay. reason though, I would pick the, the reason I'd pick Dre over Rick Rubin, though, is the fact that Dre's been able to do it and to change his sound mm-hmm. for multiple years. Like when you listen to his Compton album. And you listen to The Chronic and you listen to, like, they're two completely different albums. Completely, yep. You know, you have that West Coast G-Funk. Yeah, And then you have, you know, nothing but a G thing. And then you listen to to his albums with Snoop. Every single artist that has worked with Dre, their best Mm -hmm. work has come out with Dre. Of course, yep. You know, when you look at, people Mm -hmm. talk about the old Eminem, no. People like Eminem when he's produced by Dre. I don't think oh. it's a question of oh lyrical or stuff like that. No, I think it's just like, people like it when he's produced by Dre. Dude, there's so much. That, I mean, like yeah, you say there's no Kanye. Kanye is a whole other aspect when it comes to the production game. Uh, it, I can't nowadays, talk about I that. Can't, I can't. I, I can't. I know. I can't I, agree with whatever Kanye is doing nowadays. But the production game. But who? Here's who. Here's like the other thing. Where would Kanye be without no ID? No idea, my mentor. Now let's let the story begin. You know what I mean? So, like, no idea being on Logic's like first album and final album. Not just that, no idea coming out of retirement to rap on one of Logic's albums. There's a whole thing. There's no idea is another case. I think no idea definitely also has a case for it because yeah. think about it. If there's no idea, there's no Kanye. If there's no Kanye, there's no Drake. There's, like, there's, not, there's not a lot of people if there's no Kanye. There, there's a lot of people if there's no Kanye. But I think in terms of impacting other people's careers, Overall? Dre's got it in the bag. Dre's got it in the bag because Dre, Dre makes stars. Kanye, what Kanye's great at doing, Kanye's good at keeping the star power alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this is pre. At, it, this stops really at the life of Pablo. Everything after life of Pablo, I don't, I don't count it no more. And this is from a believer. That's, this is, this is from a believer. I'm, okay. You don't need to talk to a Kanye stand, bro. Right? And I like. Trust me, I'm going through it right now, seeing what he's doing. Oof. And sometimes I listen to his, his old stuff. I'm listening to his new stuff. I'm just like, this is two different people. And I like the old person better. I'm not liking his values as much, but I do like his music better. It sounds better to my ears. Yeah. It's, oh, God. Dude, no, I, uh, <laughs> 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 Bro, crazy. But I, I see you on Trey. Like, to be honest, I never had any disagreement on Trey being the top. Mm-hmm. But there are so many names that I feel are just uh, up there. You know what I mean? I brought up Quincy Jones just to see how far back. You know what I mean? Like, no, there's no Dre without Quincy. There's no there's Dre without there, there's, there's no a lot of whatever influences we have now in everything without Quincy. Because Quincy made Michael Jackson. Without Quincy. Michael And without Michael Jackson, there is no pop music as we know it today. I don't. I don't think that there's another producer. There's a lot of cultural people. impact every every artist and every producer has, right? Just the artist kind of takes the glory for it. Mm-hmm. But producers sometimes, if their names get up there, and you know those names like Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, Rick Rubin, the Neptunes, Kenny Beats, No ID, Kanye, all the ones that we listed, they're they're there because they all have equal, if not 
all have, you know, their own levels of inspirations and everything what they've done throughout their whole careers. You know what I mean? They all have an equal claim to the throne. They have an equal claim to say, I'm good at what I do. If guys, if two guys that came from, that met in Oshawa, Ontario, okay? It's not like it's, it's a big town. Well, like if two guys from Oshawa, Ontario, well, I'm from Toronto, but you, you and we met in Oshawa. Um, but if two guys that went to a little French school can now be on the internet and be able to say, yo, those guys influenced us in the way we listen to music and, mm-hmm. and the stuff that we put out, it must mm-hmm. mean that they're doing a pretty good job at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So big shout out to every single one of them. I'd like to thank Matt. Matthew, thank you for coming on the show. Truly is thank a pleasure to me. have you, man. Absolutely. Do not thank forget, you for having me. Do not forget, go listen to Summer Jams Volume 2. It'll be out on July 31st. The link will 31st. definitely be on the bio, in the bio as soon as it comes out. I'll be listening to it on repeat a lot. Um, and so will Get your friends to listen to it. <laughs> Get your friends to listen to it. Um, whole family. Everyone. Whole family. The babies. dog. <laughs> cousin, others, cousins. Your dog, your lion, your your lizard, yeah. your tiger. Pull, pull a Justin Bieber, you know what I mean? Put it on and go to bed, you know what I mean? Just let it replay. Exactly. <laughs> let it replay forever, dog. I gotta get my, I gotta get my money back. <laughs> send, it, send it to your cousin in Mongolia, okay? <laughs> Seven, number 76, I think. <laughs> Let's go. Man, just get, get that bag. And Thank you. Um, just, I think actually, normally I have this little thing that I do at the end of every rap clash episode where I say one rap line to, to, to finish us off. But I think we should have a logic line because that's going to be the title of the show. Logic. Do you have a logic line to finish us off, to finish his career, to finish your career, anything that you would like to say a rap bar? I am thinking about it right now. And I Mm -hmm. think. I have one. Okay. If you don't have one. No, no, I do. There's so many in my life, but I think the one I, I think, I think you pretty much were going to sum it up. I think if I know it's which one you're thinking about, mm. I'll let you, I'll let you finish off on it. Cause I agree hundred percent. The line is from his song, Lord willing. And it's, and it's life ain't picture perfect. We use the negatives to develop. Yes, sir. Thank you, Logic, for your amazing career. Thank you, Matt, for, for your amazing summer jams. It's going to be crazy. Thank and you. Like, share, and subscribe in the video below. We will see you all next time for another edition of The Rap Clash. Who knows? Matt may be back eventually someday, hopefully soon. Maybe he might start guest appearing every so often. I don't know. Who knows? If no you idea. like, smash that like button, and we might see him more often. So... We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you very much. Peace.